welcome back to the Beyond the Page podcast. My name is Ardia Eichner, and I am the editor-in-chief of Prism Arts and Literary Journal. And I am Lauren Miller, the assistant editor of Prism. And today we will be talking a little bit about light, composition, and color that you would see in the media. So let's get into our first little topic that we wanted to talk about. So you went to a Hozier concert this weekend. So what about it did you were like super excited about? Yeah. So last Thursday I went to the Hozier concert in Portland. Um, I don't listen to him as much, but um, my incredible roommates, incredible mom bought two tickets for their birthday. And so I went with them and it was just really just stunning and a great experience. And something that I noticed while I was there that I want to talk about a lot um, is just the lighting and the lighting composition of the concert. And I've noticed that at a lot of different people's concerts, too, of like, you know, when they have the projections on the screen behind the band or the way that they use the stage lights and stuff like that. And I love how dynamic that is sometimes. And particularly at the Hozier concert, there was a lot of like, you know, projections on the screen in the background. Like, for instance, there was this sort of reoccurring theme that kept coming up throughout the concert of basically a wall, a blue wall with a window in it. Um, And so like at the beginning of the concert, it was sort of just like a simple blue wall with a window. And then um, the images started having the window be open. Um, Then the window pane like broke off. And then it was like the paint started chipping on the wall. And this was all like just like shots that you saw in between songs of this same window going through this kind of evolution. And by the end of it, it had been like sort of reclaimed and was covered in like ivy and, um, you know, the paint was all peeled off and stuff like that. Um, and it was, it was, uh, like blue and white kind of color scheme. And I think that that was kind of going with the color scheme of the album also that Hozier was promoting at the time, which is wasteland baby. I want to say that, is very blue and green in its, you know, album art. And a lot of the colors that they used at the concert were either blue or green or just really muted, like white and, you know, tans and stuff like that. Um, Just in the, the stage lights and the background. And there were a couple songs that had really bright, like green or red things, but it was always sort of a deviation from this, uh, theme that they had going throughout the whole concert. And it was something that really stood out to me, which was why I wanted to talk about that in this context this week. That is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I personally have only been to like one concert in my life and it was like kind of underground. And so like, I didn't really get like the lights and the action that, you know, a bigger concert would get. So it's kind of nice to hear about that, you know? Um, Yeah. Would recommend. Would recommend. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just concerts in general. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, like, I just I just can't get up and do that sometimes. I got to go to Portland. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So so um, you were talking about film, and you wrote an article about that this week, actually, too, right? Yes, so it is on the Black Matter blog, and it's called, well, basically, it's about um, the Joker film. And whenever I was watching this through the first time, I was in one of the scenes, and I will not tell you which one because I'm trying to be spoiler free. And um, don't read the blog if you don't want spoilers. Oh yes, definitely. Do not read the blog unless you want spoilers. So this is like a spoiler free review, basically, right now. And I was like, wow, like the lighting in here like makes this scene basically like this would not be the same scene 
without the lighting that was in here. And then it got me to thinking like, why is this lighting so good? And it took me like throughout like the whole film and I like left and I went home and I went to bed and I was like, because the lighting was purple, like in that scene, the lighting was purple. And I was like, hmm, how does like the color of this entire film really affect how I felt about it? And so I convinced a friend to go with me once again to this movie and a lot of things stood out. And it really just showed like how much passion and time was put into like this whole movie in general, like producers, directors, actors, all of them have like such commitments and it's obviously shown in this whole film. So one of the big color combos that I didn't get at first, but um, showed throughout was actually my, my favorite and most shocking, which was blue and yellow which if you do not know, that is Batman's basically like iconic color combo. He has his yellow bat onto his like dark blue outfit and he fights crime and he mainly fights the Joker. Um, and throughout the film, there are just so many different incognito moments of like blue and yellow and Arthur, who is Joker's like worst moments basically. So one that I can tell you about that was in a trailer was whenever the young boys uh, steal his sign, which is yellow. Um, the outfits that they're wearing, they're wearing blue jackets with yellow shirts. And so that's like his first initiation of like being bullied by this color combo. And throughout the whole film, like blue and yellow is associated with him, like being humiliated and being bullied and being like basically rejected by society. And I feel like that was such a big color combo along with um, a lot of people whenever I first came here were like, why is there no purple with his outfit? Like, the Joker's supposed to have purple. He has green and purple. And I thought about this as well, because purple is very, very, like, not used throughout the movie, basically. It's only in very certain scenes. And I, I came to the conclusion that he doesn't wear purple because purple represents royalty, and Arthur is anything but it. Ooh. So... Yeah, he doesn't see himself as royalty at all. And without getting into any spoilers, um, basically throughout his whole life, like he's never had like that like chance to be feeling like royalty, basically. And so why would he incorporate that sort of color into his life? Interesting. That makes me wonder if like the ideas that after the Joker film, once the Joker becomes sort of more... Actually, well, okay, I haven't watched the Joker film, and so I don't know where it ends off, but I don't think that he becomes quite the, like, Batman fighting supervillain that he is in the Batman movies. Is that true? For the most part, yes. Okay. So it makes me wonder if almost, like, he takes on this facade of royalty in the, like, later iterations of himself mm -hmm. in order to compensate for something that's addressed in the initial films. That is so cool. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I would, I would love to see a sequel, but at the same time, it doesn't really have room for one. And, like, I don't know. I'm obsessed with color. Like, color, most of my choices are based off color. What am I going to wear in the morning? What pamphlet am I going to pick out? You know, like. I love that. So whenever I see color in film and, like, you mentioning that with purple, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have another thing that you wanted to talk about? Sure, yeah. Um, the other thing that I was thinking of in particular was actually just a really simple example of a media that I've been consuming a lot of recently and uh, that has a really interesting relationship with color and very intentional as well. 
um, which is the YouTube series created by the College Humor cast um, called Dimension 20. I've been watching Fantasy High. It's basically just a D&D TV show. I had always honestly thought that it sounded kind of boring. I like playing D&D, but just the idea of watching people sitting around a table with paper and, you know, maybe figurines and playing a role-playing game just didn't sound entertaining to me. But this show is just beautiful and so well done. And besides just, like, the personalities of the people who are playing the characters and stuff like that, there's just a lot of, like, cinematography that goes into it. Clearly, you know, it's made by a media company, right? They kind of know what they're doing. But one thing that I've noticed in particular is that the the set of the D&D group is this sort of... It's a plastic <laughs> dome that has, like soft lighting behind the plastic you know what i mean so it's made in this tv studio with a plastic dome that lights up but they change the colors of the lights based on what's happening in the story so for instance when the players are in combat the lights are like a bright red Mm -hmm. and if the players are like having a tender moment with like someone's family member or something like that they're like this nice pleasant sort of green or blue that would make you think of springtime or uh, I think a lot of times they're like purple as well and sort of like more again more serene or at least less combative specific moments um and I think that they obviously think about it you know what I mean because they use these colors really intentionally to set the mood um and to really compound upon the way that they're also using like music cues when they go into battle or when they're referencing a certain thing um, and the way that they also use like you know audio manipulation to make everything sound a little bit cooler to keep you intrigued and stuff like that and I think that the way that they use color and composition keeps it from being just something that you would listen to and turn off the screen or something like that into something that you want to watch if that makes sense Mm -hmm. definitely what was did you have something else you wanted to talk about as well? Another film that you had watched? Yeah, so I'm a film fanatic and I'm never satisfied with films. I think in my entire life I've only rated 10 movies above 8 and I rate every movie by the way. Um so I really like enjoy looking at the film for more than just its content but as well as like its cinematography, its lighting, like its soundtrack. And one that comes to mind like right away is Interstellar. And if you don't know what that movie is, it's a three hour long movie, so sit tight. And it's about a man who basically goes to space to try to find a new place for humans to live because the Dust Bowl has basically hit us in Earth because we haven't taken care of Earth. And now we gotta go find somewhere else. And the storyline is very good, but what really makes it hit is that the way that the whole movie is framed, how CGI is used, the soundtrack, the soundtrack. Let's talk about the soundtrack. It is stunning. Absolutely stunning. Hans Zimmer did it, so you know you know yeah. it's going to be good. And um, I think that the use of the soundtrack along with the way that they have framed certain scenes 
I, I won't spoil again. No spoiler reviews, but maybe next time. That is what made the movie. The acting was stunning. The cinematography was stunning. They used colors that were like obviously white and black because of space. And they used like certain neutrals and yellows and browns that really like tied the whole thing together of like desperation as well as like love between family. There are some stunning scenes, but to really get into like the complexities behind them, like I have to give them like background and stuff like that. Everything basically comes back to trying to composite something as a whole. And like you said, like with your D&D TV show and your concert, everything really needs to attract back to a main point. And whenever you can do that, that's what makes a good film or a show or a concert or whatever. Thank you for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for talking with me as well. Um, By the way, we are a little bit less than a month away from submissions. Uh, PRISM's deadline for submissions is November 22nd at 11.59 p.m. And you are able to submit poetry, prose, artwork, video, and audio. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so we've expanded this year. And you are able to find that at orangemedianetwork.com slash site slash submit so yeah or just go to orangemedianetwork.com slash prism and hit the submit tab up at the top of the website Alrighty, sounds good well thank you for talking and we hope to see you next time <laughs>